The Take Your Place team is made up of five universities and nine further education colleges from across the east of England. We are an impartial project dedicated to giving you the information you need regardless of where you're applying to study. Since 2017, we have worked with over 30,000 students from 100 different schools, colleges and sixth forms, helping them to explore their options and discover their potential. Now we hope to help you too. In this podcast series, we'll explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you to explore your future apprenticeship options. I'm Rupert and I work as a higher education champion for the University of East Anglia. In this episode, we'll be talking to Claire Fox from the apprenticeships team at Norfolk and Norwich University Hospitals. Claire was interviewed by my colleague Eloise, who also works at UEA. In their conversation, Claire discusses how applying for an NHS apprenticeship can be a gateway to a rewarding career in healthcare. She also talks about how getting work experience before applying can really help both strengthen your application and give you an insight into working in a hospital. Today I'm joined by Claire from the Apprenticeships team at Norfolk and Norwich University Hospital. Thank you for joining us today, Claire. Could you tell us a little bit more about your role? Yeah, hi. I'm Claire Fox and I'm the Career Development Facilitator at the Norfolk and Norwich University Hospital. I've been in this role about five years now and moved across from uh, actually working with the physiotherapy team. So I've got a good clinical background, which has been really useful coming into this role. My job in the normal world, so prior to COVID, would be going out and physically going into schools, colleges, giving talks, presentations, raising awareness of the different careers within the NHS, over 350 of them, trying to get students and people to realise that admin is a very big part of the NHS as well, and also about our apprenticeships and all the different offers that we have within uh, those at the Trust. Thanks, Claire. It sounds like you're doing some really fantastic things in your position. In this series, we've spoken a lot about the different levels of apprenticeships available. Can you give us an example of some of the types of vacancies you offer? Uh, Yes, absolutely. So we offer a lot of level two and three apprenticeships, which we call entry level posts, which are the ones that are advertised on NHS jobs and on our website. Level two is like a foundation year and can set you up with uh, a really good expectation of what it's like working in the hospital. A level two is like a feeder in and then you can progress up to do like level three, a level four and then your um, level fives and even degree apprenticeships within the trust. We have over 300 different career options and we really do try to promote that. And actually a lot of our apprentices, we probably have a good half and half. So clinical apprenticeships and admin apprenticeships. The ones that recruited you can work straight um, on a ward at 16 plus because it's in a training role as an apprentice. Okay, but being under 18, there are no long days or nights, but they can work weekends and bank holidays so that they do get that full experience because the trust can be very different working on a, on a weekend to a normal week. We also work very closely with health and social care students and also with our sixth form colleges to make sure that they understand what's expected of them to come into an apprenticeship because it is a real job at the end of the day. Could you touch on a little bit more about the level two and level three apprenticeships you offer? I've heard it's quite common that those who perhaps study like level three healthcare at college would then progress into a level two apprenticeship. Uh, Yes, that's right. So actually, even somebody who's done a level three, say health and social care qualification, 
at college or have done A-levels, coming in and doing a level two is not a step back. So then they would come and do the level two um, clinical health apprenticeship, which is a standard 14-month fixed-term contract. So with their theory that they've learned at college, coming in and being a healthcare assistant apprentice on a ward at the NNN will really give them that experience that A, will help them decide if this is the career actually that they do want to go down. And also, if they want to progress further, or if they are quite happy doing their apprenticeship and then working as a as a band two or a band three healthcare assistant, we have lots of case studies of apprentices that come in and then progress their career with us, be it clinical or admin. And I think it's a really great opportunity doing that level two because, like you say, it sets them up and it gives them that time to prepare and make sure they are picking the right route to go down in the NHS. Following on from that, so for example, if I was interested in a specialism such as physiotherapy, like you did yourself, would I apply for this as apprenticeship directly or would I be required to do a more generic course first to provide a foundation? Okay, so with physiotherapy at the moment, there is an apprenticeship degree out there. It's whether the set, we don't currently run it at the trust, but the trust are looking to do it, I believe, in the future. How they will run it is a bit like how we've done with the nursing apprenticeship degree, is that they will currently invest and focus on upskilling their existing staff. One of those existing staff could be someone, though, that came and did an apprenticeship as a healthcare assistant. So they've got their, like, level two. They then might have gone on to do the level five foundation degree apprenticeship, either the therapy route or the nursing route, so trainee nursing associate way. And then the final one would be the two-year top-up, basically, to then become a registered qualified physio. This, again, like I said, is still not quite happening at the Trust, but I know that there's lots of research going on about it. However, I wouldn't say to people, don't apply to do an apprenticeship with us just because you can't see the exact career that you want to progress or follow. Things are changing all the time. They're all the time. And we've had apprentices that come in um, have done the level two administration um, apprenticeship, but actually worked in the uh, postnatal ward, so could see the midwives, and has ended up coming back working for us as a qualified midwife. So it can really change people's perceptions, I think, of actually the different types of jobs within within a hospital. Fantastic. And what are the entry qualification requirements of some of these apprenticeships? Can students apply straight from school after doing their GCSEs? Or is it more beneficial to study science A-levels, for instance? Or even, as I said before, a healthcare subject at college before applying? You definitely can apply from 16, so straight from GCSEs. And we actually recruit a really high number of 16 to 18-year-olds. And it depends what career route you want to take as to A-levels. Apprenticeships are like a viable alternative, but again, it depends on the individual, how they like to learn, if they like being hands-on or if they're happy sitting in, you know, getting that theory based in a classroom. So with entry level, so level two, we normally ask for four GCSEs at grade D, old school, or now number three or above. And ideally, you need English and maths to really be in those. It doesn't matter if you don't have those at pass rates, so if you haven't got a C or four and above, because you can do that alongside the apprenticeship. So that's what we always kind of, we help people to do that and achieve that. And that's really important if they then want to move on and progress to the higher apprenticeships and the degree apprenticeships. To be eligible for us to be able to fund them, they can't hold a higher qualification in a similar subject. So say, for example, there was a person who maybe wanted to change his career and they might have already got a level four in in a health-related subject and they want to come and do the level two clinical health apprenticeship. We probably wouldn't be able to fund them because it has to show a significant difference in learning. However, if their level four qualification was in business administration and they want to come and do the level two clinical health, 
that's absolutely fine. We have had our apprenticeship program has been on hold, but we literally, we are up and running again now. We've got quite a few apprenticeship vacancies out there. So to go along with that, if a student is interested in applying for one of those vacancies, what types of strengths and skills would be ideal for someone applying? Yeah, absolutely. A great follow-on. So team player is a, is a really key part of working within the NHS. The NHS is a massive team on itself anyway. But then you, within that, you have your sealed departments. And within that, you'll have maybe your own profession. So you, are, you have to be a team player 100%. Also, communication need to be able to communicate and it doesn't just mean by talking it means by listening by body language making sure that you really can understand what your patient is trying to get through to you be it in an admin role or be it in a clinical role where you're hands-on it is so so important also uh, caring so like i said about being a team player you've got to want to help people you need to know that you have at least some inclination to care for somebody or to help somebody you won't maybe necessarily know how much of a carer you are until you are in that position. But I think even if you've got pets and you've looked after pets or you've you walked dogs with someone else or you've been babysitting for someone, it's a sign of responsibility, but actually it's a sign that you're looking after somebody or, or an animal already. Grades are important, but you know at the end of the day, we do look for that potential in that person. And specifically, we do like to look to recruit to our pride values. So our pride values of the trust are people-focused, respect, integrity, dedication and excellence. I think it's lovely that you're really looking to see that potential in people. Is there a way of them getting real hands-on work experience, for example? So work experience in a hospital has always been very tricky to facilitate. But prior to COVID, we did and we were able to and we ran some really successful opportunities and programs especially for year 12 year 13 students that are really coming close to like do I do an apprenticeship do I get a job do I go to uni what do I do we had a really good program base offered however because of COVID we've had to pause all of our work experience physical so literally on site we, we can't do it at the moment but we are doing virtual career opportunities this will have to be what people are looking out for. They will have to put that on their CVs or on their application forms. You know, we've got to learn to move with the environment we're in at the moment. As much as face-to-face, you'll never beat that. You have still got to be inquisitive and accepting and finding other ways and alternative ways to get that information that you want. And then make sure you write about it and you talk about it in your application. Can you tell me a little bit more about the HCA bank? Those considering a career in nursing could also consider our HCA bank. This is a zero hours contract and you have to be 18 and over to do this. This is also pretty good for 18 to 19 year olds who want to know what it's like to work on a ward that maybe have had a little bit of care experience or have been volunteering in a care home, something like that. So they're not completely thrown in. This is where the apprenticeship has a very good support network and mentoring. With a HCA bank, you are kind of straight in there. You have two weeks training, which goes through manual handling, recess, that kind of stuff. And then you start shifts and get paid, but no holiday or sick pay. And we have the same for the admin and clerical bank. So again, it's, a, it's another good way if you're thinking, OK, I don't want to be hands on with a patient. But actually, I would really like to do be a receptionist or do some admin. Then we also have an admin and clerical bank, which works in the same way. I think you're saying, Claire, it sounds that training is at the heart of your morals at the NHS. 
I know the NHS offer a lot of apprenticeship opportunities to people who are just starting their careers, but also those who already work within the NHS to train them further. Why do you think apprenticeships are such a good way to train? We, I think like I've mentioned before, we are invested and committed to training and upskilling our staff. And that can start right from that feeder, that entry point. It allows staff to reach their full potential and ensures that we have a really highly skilled workforce. For existing staff, they can do apprenticeships. I think, again, sometimes people think apprentices are all about the youngsters and it's not only one else in the trust. But, you know, I have a colleague in my team who's doing a level six charge management apprenticeship degree. None of their terms and conditions are changed because of that. And what they have to do is have the absolute support of their manager for them to be able to attend. Because sometimes some of these are apprenticeship degrees or courses or apprenticeships for existing staff will require them attending a day session or a one day a month for a certain amount of time, which, again, is incredibly important for them to develop their career. It's really good and it makes people aware of, of I think, really fulfil their potential in their role. So, for example, we have a lot of clinical staff that kind of did the Level 5 Leadership and Management Apprenticeship. And again, because they know their skill inside out in, in dietetics or podiatry or whatever, but actually they're now finding themselves that they have to manage a team and they haven't really got, they've just kind of just got on with it. But doing that apprenticeship qualification just really, really enhances their um, skills. And they probably find out that they do a lot of it, but now they can see that theory behind it. Um, so the trainees, so for example, our trainee nurse associates and registered nurses go through this uh, progress, this progressive route um, internally, which, again, I think is just fabulous because the more you learn as you're working, you can just you just apply it whilst you're working. You can see what I mean. So it's, it's just a fantastic experience. Where is the best place to look to see a current apprenticeship vacancy? And is there a specific time when certain positions are available? All our apprenticeships are advertised on NHS Jobs, on our webpage and on our social media. So like our Twitter account and on Facebook as well. There's no specific time of year. Ours go out on a rolling process. So basically when a department would like an apprentice, they just put the advert out. It is throughout the year. We'll be staggered after COVID because, well, we have, like I just said, we've literally had two close today for the apprentice radiology assistant. We've had 111 applications for that post. And for the HCA um, or healthcare assistant apprentice post, we've had 55. So we've got, five, I think we've got five more out at the moment. So people are going to, if they are applying for our apprenticeships, you've got to really make your application stand out and make sure you complete everything on that application form. It sounds like your apprenticeship opportunities are incredibly popular. I guess one of the huge benefits of doing the apprenticeship is the chance to earn a salary as you train. Could you tell us a little bit about the starting salaries that different apprenticeships offer? All our entry-level apprentices are recruited on a 14-month fixed-term contract for a Level 2 and a 20-month fixed-term contract for a Level 3. The apprentices are paid the apprenticeship pay rate for that first 12 months and then the national minimum wage for their age for the rest of their contract. We are planning, and this is something that we worked on really hard before COVID and then when COVID hit, it just got stopped, but we're back on it again now. We're planning on recruiting to, to degree apprenticeships over the next year. And pay rates for these roles will be different as entry requirements for these will be much higher. With any apprenticeship, there will be an element of studying as well as being on placement. Generally, how does the studying element of the course work? Yes, there is an element of study and we use a wide variety of our education providers um, depending on the qualification. 
So some programs are delivered as work-based learning. The apprentice meets with their assessor once a month and uploads coursework to an online portfolio. Some programs require weekly or monthly talk sessions with their training provider, really depending on the qualification. Working for the NHS can offer an incredibly rewarding career. However, I can presume it would be quite stressful working in a hospital. How are apprentices supported during their training? Absolutely, it is rewarding. I think apprenticeships are a very rewarding, really good to find out if this is the career you want to go. And generally, it works for most people. Apprenticeships that we run for us, we're very passionate. They're not to set people up to fail. That's something we're very, very passionate about. So the apprentices that come in um, are supported by their teams and the education provider and their assessor and also us, the apprenticeship and career team. So we found that mentors are absolutely vital. And in the teams that the apprentice goes into, we often recommend that it's actually not the manager that is the mentor, that it is somebody who is similar and does the same job. So, for example, on a ward, we would recommend that a mentor for a healthcare assistant apprentice is a Bantu or Bantri healthcare assistant themselves, someone who has a good deal of experience but is there to guide, to guide and mentor, not to instruct. Myself and my colleague Yasmin, we work in the apprenticeship career team. We meet regularly with the apprentices and then um, we liaise with all of the parties to ensure that we have the complete picture. Could someone doing a higher level apprenticeship at the NHS expect to be offered a job at the end of their course? So with our apprenticeships, when we do the interviews, someone from our team is always present on the interview and we will always say there's no guarantee of a job. And we have to say that. However, 93% of our apprentices go on to employment with us um, either during their programme or at the end of their apprenticeship and 98% have a positive outcome. So either go into employment or go on to further education. Thank you so much, Claire. Everything you've told us has been so insightful. Before you go, do you have any final top tips for someone looking to apply for an apprenticeship? Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, absolutely. So currently, they will be really competitive because of what's happened with the current environment. So really do your research. If you see an apprenticeship that you that you like the look of, find out a bit more about that department. If there's a contact number there, ring up and speak to the manager, have some questions ready. Get involved with any of the virtual work experience that we will be offering. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter and on Facebook um, and go onto our website quite regularly. Getting work experience, if you can, I completely understand at the moment this is probably not really feasible, but any kind of work experience or volunteering or anything that will give you an idea of actually what it's like to be in a job. And also, just one final thing is that because of how we're moving forward, I think Zoom interviews will become quite a regular thing, really, because that's probably how we will do that. And if anyone wants mock interviews, I've uh, been doing some already with a college and they were brilliant. Can you just tell us what your Twitter handle is and where on Facebook we can find you? Yes, of course. So the Twitter handle is at Careers. And our Facebook page is NNUH Apprenticeships, all one word, so you should be able to find us on there. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcast at soundcloud.com slash takeyourplace or your favourite podcasting app. You can also find us on Instagram where we are at takeyourplace underscore he. On Twitter at takeyourplacehe and on Facebook at facebook.com slash takeyourplacehe. You can also email us any questions, requests or just let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk.